Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 39 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast broadcast. I'm here with Co Reed. I'm here with Dirt Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And this is the Rogue Company podcast, bringing you all the news that you need to know about Rogue Company. And we're going to start it off first here with the only mention of the next season for Rogue Company thus far. So on December the 1st, they put a tweet out with a video that said our next update is coming soon. Uh, and we've got a video here to give out the details. Check it out. So we'll check this video out. Then we'll uh, we'll talk about the video and the implications behind said video. Because, you know, there might be more than meets the eye. You know, it might be Transformers over here. You know what I'm saying? They commissioned like, Harrison to do this music. I mean, couldn't somebody be like, "This needed a road company." I know, right? You know, hammed it up. You know, yeah, action packed. Something, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I do like that skin. The anvil skin. I like okay. that one and the glimpse scan. That's pretty cool skin too. Baby face bruise. He has the same character lines. Yeah. Sahara weapon wrap. That's a sick wrap. Wow. Yeah. So, so, I mean, normally how this goes, or this has gone in the past, unless uh, something, you know, crazy has come up, is they'll like do an update show, a live stream for what's going to be coming in the update, and then they will release the patch notes, do the PTS over the weekend following the uh, live stream. And then it's usually about a week or two after that is when they actually release the update for the game. <clears throat> But with them dropping this on December the 1st, which was on Thursday, which would have been the announcement of the live stream on Friday, or they would have done it on Thursday, it makes me wonder one of two things. Are they going to do a live stream for the update, or are they just going to trickle out information? Because in the last episode of Broadcast, we talked about the leaked Battle Pass on there. So are they just trying to like embrace the leak? At this point, or what do you guys think? We got nine days. Is that when the battle pass ends? Uh-huh. So, I don't think we're going to get an update show. I don't. I mean, with it being that close, and yeah, I mean, they. so if it's in nine days from the time of recording this, we have all of next week, and then it'll come out on that Tuesday. Well, and what makes me say that is... um. Brad uploaded a Battle Pass video, so clearly got on the test server. Yeah, at some point. At some point, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and that's usually, you know, they usually run that so everybody can hop on there and look at stuff, you know. Yeah. But they I, didn't even announce it this time. No. And, like, I saw some of the creators trying to get onto the PTS to look at the Battle Pass, probably to make some videos and stuff, and it wasn't letting them log on to it. So how Brad got on there is beyond me, but you know, 
It, it is what it is. So there's just been nothing in the Discord about we're not doing an update show this time. Maybe you should tell people. No, nothing. Hmm. Like, th- this is all I'm going to say that's been in the Discord group. The, whatever it's been has nothing to do with mm-hmm. Rogue Company. So, okay. you know. Yeah. Hmm. Legit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, if we've got nine days until the update comes out, they could technically do a live stream next week, which will be um, before this is released with uh, with the details of like the balance changes, because that video is sufficient enough to be like, these are the skins that's going to be in the battle pass. This is the mythic weapon wrap and all this kind of stuff like that's enough for that. If they did a live stream or another video, they could trickle out information over the next couple of days. And that's what I thought that they were going to be doing is like, okay, the first video is going to be Battle Pass. The next video is going to be a change to this character, this weapon, and then trickle it out over time to build hype. Yeah, yeah. You mean like twerk? Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. But um, so, but you remember like the last time they had one, they started getting shorter and shorter. Yeah. And they were just showing the battle pass. Yeah, no balance. And not changes. talking about anything else. Yeah. I mean you wouldn't even know until it was released what they changed. Right. So maybe this is just like, well, okay, well here's the battle pass. Yeah. And if that's what they're if that's what they're wanting to transition into, that's fine. Like I yeah, don't have to something. have an Yeah, I don't have to have an update show or anything. No. You know, like But everybody's standing around like, Well, when's it gonna come out? They've what's always happening. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. How'd he get that video? What, what's happening? Yeah, right. And my thing is, is like, since the PTS turnout is so low, it makes sense to not run a PTS cycle. But if they're going to not run a PTS cycle at all, what they need to do is a week before the update comes out, they need to release the patch notes for the update. That way people can give feedback on the written patch notes. Because if they're... Anytime a game does a major update, especially if it's a game that I'm super invested in, I like to go and read the patch notes to see what's been changed so I can know what to expect. Like, imagine if they did the fixer rework and they didn't say anything about that until the day the update actually came out. You know what I mean? And then you've got people running around playing fixer and you're like, I don't know what's going on. And then you reference the patch notes and you're like, oh, they reworked his passive ability and it ignores armor now, and he does extra damage whenever he uses his ability. It makes sense why there's all these fixers, but like you, your average person's not going to know. So if there was a way to like to read that ahead of time, give feedback on just the pure black and white numbers of everything, and then of course there's not anything going to be done on that because nobody has experience playing that except for the dev team allegedly. So they would have to wait until the update came out. That's fine. But go ahead and schedule a hot fix two weeks after the update comes out with Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. That way, if you need to make any balance changes or, I don't know, if something in the game is bugged and you need to remove it or change it or tweak it, you have, from the time the update comes out, two weeks after that is going to be a hot fix. And then do another hot fix between the initial release of the update and the mid-season update, making balance changes and things like that. That's what they should do. 
they don't have to do an update show or any of that stuff. But if they're going to use the first two weeks of the battle pass or the first two weeks of the update as the PTS cycle, that's fine. Just cut off any way to like have anything go towards or against your statistics. And also don't release the battle pass until that initial testing cycle is done. That's what I would do. But maybe that makes too much sense. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, if something's broken in the game, it's still going to take them six weeks to fix it like it did with all of the broken weapons that have been introduced into the game. Unless a character's broken or a skin's broken, they don't do anything about it. So nothing would really change if they don't run the PTS, if they don't release the patch notes ahead of time. Nothing. It's just starving your creators for content. So basic. You know what I mean? So it's almost like they're trying to starve them out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, at this point, it's almost the only the creators that are making Rogue Company content and keeping them going. Yeah, has, pretty much. Has Radar always been director of player experience at high res? I think that he was. I think so. Is that what he moved up to from community manager? Okay. Because I started wondering about him. I was like, well, yeah. Well, I think that he was like the head community manager, the senior community manager. Yeah. And to me, it seems like they created a position to where it's like, okay, you know, you have Smite, Paladins, uh, DKO. Rogue Company, Rogue Company Mobile. You'll, you have all these games. Each one of them should have an assigned community manager for them. And then if anything comes up, it should filter through someone that kind of corresponds with them. And if it goes mm-hmm. past that, it should go to Radar. Like, that's how well, I... am. thing he tweeted out about Rogue Company was seven months ago. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Same thing with Mini and Pretty Hair and Gandhi. Like, you know... Uh. It's been a long time since any of them have tweeted anything out. So, oh, well, pretty hair tweeted. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to that here in just a minute. So, uh, but as far as the battle pass and the skins and stuff are concerned, like I I like the direction that this battle pass is going because it's something different. Um, I don't mind the like cyberpunk esque you know thing that's happening with with the skins and stuff. I like the Sahara weapon ramp. I just wish it wasn't for the Sahara. I mean, we already have a mythic weapon ramp for the Sahara, and you've got all these other weapons that don't have mythic wraps. Why didn't they just apply that skin to a different weapon? But that's neither here nor there. You know, I'm going to get it. What weapon? I would put it on the Hydra. It does look like it could fit on the Hydra. I would either put it on the Hydra or the HRM. One of those two. Because the KA's got a mythic wrap. The Sahara's got a mythic wrap. And the way that that weapon is designed, like that mythic skin is designed, wouldn't work good for the Nightshade. So I would, if it was me, I would just put it on the Hydra. But that's neither here nor there. So next up, we have some very interesting news here. So this was something that, like, once it was discovered, there were so many people that were sending this to me. It was absolutely ridiculous. So Pretty Hair changed his bio on Twitter to 
balanced designer working on at Fortnite game at Epic Games, right? And which he didn't tweet, he retweeted something about Rogue Company, The Walking Dead crossover, uh, retweeted something about Smite, you know, retweeted something about WoW or Diablo, like, you know, stuff that he's into. And then he had a retweet six hours ago about the, um, about the Fortnite, because they had the Fortnite event today, right? Yeah, chapter four. Yeah. So he retweeted that. So, the community is collectively freaking out in in a in a weird way where people are just like, well, Pretty Hair's leaving. What's going to happen? What's going to happen to the state of the game? Is the game going under? I have a different perspective on this. And I know that like our perspective, because we're all like adult adults, you know what I mean? Yeah. Our perspective on this is going to be way different than like some 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old looking at this from the outside in, right? And my perspective on it is like he changed careers or he changed yeah. jobs. What, jobs. What does it matter? We, we've all made career moves I mean, in, in our lifetime. opportunity, you know? Exactly, right? Clearly, working at Fortnite. Yeah. It's going to be better. Yeah. And and he just had a baby, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I can almost guarantee you that he's making more money at Fortnite or at For Epic. Sure. Um, he could probably do his job from home. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, and it's probably a lot less stressful on him as an individual because when you put yourself out there as someone that communicates information to the community about a video game, you in turn become the face and the name of that video game. And that is the focal point of frustration. So the same thing happened with Gandhi. When he was doing all that stuff early on with Rogue Company, he has since went on to the mobile version of the game. Then Pretty Hair has done This Week in Rogue Company, did the majority of the update live streams, was uh, a guest on the um, Fireside Chat stuff a couple of times that Minnie was doing for a while. So he's always been someone that has conveyed information to the rest of the community. And because of that, he kind of put a target on his back as... Hey, I'm someone that you can bring all your frustrations to. Even though he didn't say that, that's just how people are going to interpret that. That's just the way that it is. And if they would have had a community manager at the time, or if the community manager would have been doing their job correctly, then that would have been filtered through the correct location as opposed to it all going to pretty hair. Because it's kind of like the same thing with Gandhi. At the start, there was a lot of like, public presence in relation to transparency. Yes. Yes. In regards to rogue company. And Mm -hmm. as time has gone on and as the community has become more and more vocal about things, that presence has almost become non-existent, right? So I can understand. I can understand from a personal place, moving from one job to another job, just to alleviate stress alone. So I get it. It makes sense. And everybody out there that's like freaking out about it. If you were in that position, you would do the same thing. 
I mean, that that's just the yeah. reality of it. If Apple calls you or Microsoft calls you or Tesla calls you, you're not going to turn that job down. No. You're just not. No. It's more money. Yeah. It sounds like a promotion. Yeah. Right? Mm. So, I mean, it makes sense why he made this move. Now, as far as the state of the game, you know, how how the game's going to go moving forward, it's not really going to change anything. Because, I mean, Pretty Hair talked about developing specific characters for Rogue Company, so you can get anybody that's interested in the game to develop new characters, new abilities, new gadgets, weapons, and things like that. That's not going to be anything. As far as balance is concerned, maybe a fresh perspective is needed. And I don't think that that's a bad thing at all. Like sometimes you need to bring in fresh blood so that they can approach a situation or a problem or a topic from a different point of view that you haven't heard or listened to before. And even though you have the community screaming at you all the different points of views and perspectives to look at the situation and then be like, oh, why don't we try X or why don't we try Y or why does this have to interact this way with this? Like, it's very, you know, it's stuff that you would like smack yourself in the head and be like, oh, yeah, of course. Why didn't we think of that? Well, whenever you stare at the problem too long, the problem starts staring back at you, you know, so that's just the way it is. Sometimes you have to have a fresh set of eyes on something and to kind of look at it in a different way. And I think that that hopefully will will be a good, you know, shining light in the rogue company world because whoever they bring in to replace him should be more qualified for the job than he was when he got the job. So that's just the reality of the situation here. Dude, he got so much hate. That he didn't, you know, he, he could have come out and made a little video, put on his Twitter, like, hey, you know, I'm leaving the company. I'm going over here. Yeah. But he was like, nah, fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. And then that kind of feeds back into like the update show and everything, because, you know, he was on the majority of the live streams. Yeah. Then Brad Weir, who was the, like the new lead developer, head developer for the game, has been on a a couple of times and there's been a couple of other people that have been invested into it. So it makes me wonder like, was this something where he actually put in and worked out a notice or did he just say like, come in one day and say, screw you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to Epic. Yeah. Or were they like, you're losing your spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. You're moving down the totem pole. Yeah. So, I mean, there's several things that could have happened. Nobody really knows except for high-res and pretty hair at this point. But, you know, I think that this is a good thing for Rogue Company in the long run. Uh, and I, at least I want to hope. I'm I'm being very optimistic about this situation because, like, most people, when they come into a job, if it's something that they're passionate about and that they love, then... They will do at least at the beginning. They will champion and yeah. fight. F- yeah, they will champion and fight for things that people that have been there for a while that's that are jaded won't do. They won't champion yeah. or fight for it. So, with new people coming into the fold, now's the opportunity where we might get leaderboards in the game. We might get yeah. some answer to the server issues that are currently plaguing the game. You know, we might get 
something out of this. And that's okay. That's okay with me. So, congratulations, pretty hair. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Um, you, you went, a, you went a long way. I'll say that, um, really pivoted it into something. So, and that's very, um, that's very interesting and very fascinating. Respectable. Yes, absolutely. So I, I hope, uh, I hope he does well and I wish him, uh, the best on his endeavors. I mean, if Epic calls me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not denying sure. the phone call. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not Especially even on Fortnite's one of the biggest games in the world. Yeah. So. Fortnite, Still. Yes. Yeah. Fortnite has successfully infiltrated pop culture as we know it. That's hard to do. You know what I mean? I have the best skins in all the Battle Royals yeah. for sure. The yeah. music, the the crossovers, like Yeah, the events. I mean, it they're they're doing you know, for people that enjoy that type of game, they're doing good stuff over there. And and me, you know, I can get on Fortnite and play it, play it for a little while and have a decent, you know, decently fun time and everything. But like, I'm not a Fortnite diehard, but I can appreciate like what they've been able to accomplish out of something that was like we're going to make like a basically a tower defense type game, and then they pivoted it into a battle, a billion dollar franchise. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. A multi-billion dollar franchise at this point. So anybody listening to this can't sit there with a straight face and tell me that if Epic Games or insert favorite game studio here called you and was like, hey, we've seen what you've been doing. We want you to come work for us. You would at least consider it, if not take the offer. And that's a fact, you know, so it is what it is. Last up here before we get into the community section, I do have a Twitter post by Chisholm, Stuart Chisholm, CEO, Hi-Res Studio. So more AI experimentation, obviously imperfect, but playing with a combination combination of uh, chat GPT and mid-journey to first generate a text description of a character and then generate a concept based on that description. So first of all, it says the character is a fierce and skilled sniper from the Polynesian Islands. She has dark, tan skin with an, an athletic build with traditional tribal tattoos covering her arms and chest. She is equipped with a high-tech sniper rifle, which she uses with deadly precision. The rifle has a sleek, futuristic design with a long barrel and advanced optics. It also has a built-in suppressor, allowing her to take out enemies without giving her position away. The character is stealthy and agile, able to move quickly and quietly through the battlefield. She is a formidable opponent, able to take out multiple enemies with a single shot from her rifle. The character's clothing should be a blend of traditional Polynesian garments and modern tactical gear. She could wear a grass skirt made of traditional uh, pandana, pandanus. I don't know what that pandanus leaves. I don't know. Uh, paired with a tactical vest and knee pads. Her rifle should be well-worn and battle-tested with scratches and scuff marks on the barrel and stock. The character's color scheme should be earthy and rugged with a focus on dark greens and browns. She should look like a fierce and capable warrior, ready to take on any challenge that comes her way. And then if we go over to the next one, we have this same write-up with a character representation here. 
And then if you go over to the last one, this is just the picture of the representation of the character. And this is pretty interesting stuff here. Yeah. Um, Only use that AI to generate yeah. models. Like, Yeah. And that's that's fascinating, but it's also kind of scary at the same time, right? <laughs> because, like, someone had to sit here and think up this character design and write this character design out in a text format so that the AI can do its work. Traditionally, you would have to write that out, hand it to an artist. The artist would have to envision yeah. this. And then make a you know make a sketch, then send the sketch to you. Hey, what do you think about this? I like this. Change this, and then that's a back and forth process that takes a while. On this, you can generate concepts on the fly and give the concepts to an artist and say, "I like this design, but I want this and this and this changed on it." Yeah, and then they can run with it. So it's kind of scary from the perspective of like. It's taking like what, like sp- artistic oh, yeah. design. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's taking the the freedom. Oh, it's taking and, somebody's jobs. Exactly. Too, yeah. Like, exactly. Exactly. Everybody should be scared of that. That's in you know graphic design. Like yeah, right. Because it's getting really good, especially the Mid Journey one. Right. Yeah. That's the really good one. So I like the look of this character. And I like the description of this character. And there's a ton of people from the Rogue Company world that has um, been like, hey, guys, make this a Rogue. Hey, guys, make this a Rogue. Please make this a Rogue. Uh, so it would be interesting if they had the first character, which it probably wouldn't be if I had to imagine, but the first Rogue Company character that was like, you know, the design was created by AI. Like that would be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like this is very fascinating. And also like, I would not mind getting my hands on this for D and D purposes. You know what I'm saying? If it looks that good, you know what I mean? So, but I, I just thought that that was interesting. And I wonder if, if they're going to like move forward with this. And start using this at not only high res but other gaming studios, or if they're currently already using something like this to generate this, because that would be interesting to find out. You know, I mean, if you were making an RPG like, you know, the Elder Scrolls, and you have, I mean, how many NPCs do you think was in Skyrim? You know what I mean? Like millions, right? Yeah. And then you had to come up with a personality, a look for each individual, like other than the guards, you know, like certain, you know, guilds, things like that. Like, but every other normal person that's like just walking around, you have to come up with all of that. That's insane. You know, you can do it on the fly here. Just copy paste and then like change a couple of keywords up. That's crazy. man. Only going to get better, too. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, just wait until they can start generating it in 3D models. That's the, the video thing is going to be. Yeah. It'll just make a video. Yeah. And then all like making a game will be, will be like describing how the game Top will work. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Describe how the game will work and then give it time to create it and render it. And then you can make changes to it. You know, like that's insane, dude. 
Broadcast might have a game if it keeps going this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to bring it back, dude. You know? Call it Brogue Chumpany. You know? Yeah. What up, Chumps? That's a pretty cool name. I'm not even going to lie, dude. Brogue Chumpany? LLC. Yeah, yeah. Nobody take that. Oh. All right. Y'all ready for the community section? Skirt. Let's do it. All right, guys, this is the community section of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast. If you want to contribute in any way, you can hit us up on Twitter at Brocast. You can shoot us an email, Brocast at gmail.com, or you can join the Discord. The link will be in the description down below. Uh, there is a Brocast contribution section on the Discord. So if you're interested, those are the ways to contact us. But first up here, we have a post by uh, Roco1020. And this post says, where are the weekly contracts? It's been a few days now, and the weekly contracts haven't turned up. Is anyone else experiencing this? So this was posted nine days ago as of recording this. And this is something that I wanted to bring up. So weekly contracts for Rogue Company were disabled for like a week, maybe a little bit longer than a week, uh, because people are having problems with their weekly contracts resetting. They'll go in there, they'll do them, they'll like grind them all out or whatever, and then the next time they log on, they're reset completely. Um, some people are doing part of their uh, weekly challenges, like they'll knock out a good chunk of them and then be like, okay, I'm going to call it a day and then log on the next day to try to clear another chunk out. And inevitably, they're gone, like completely gone again. Well, they're mad as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> so it makes sense that they disabled them until they got it fixed. But as of today, they're back in the game. But people are still reporting that they're resetting like crazy. So I'm not exactly sure what is going on with the weekly contracts. Like they've had daily contracts and seasonal contracts for a while. And there have been a couple of issues here and there with those contracts, like the money contract not tracking correctly or the uh, seasonal contracts not tracking correctly. And, you know, there was one on this last season update where you couldn't complete it to get to the next one because it wasn't tracking. And then they hot fixed it and it was fixed. Everything was fine. But it wasn't resetting all your progress. You know what I mean? That's insane. I don't know, man. Like, if it if the weekly contracts are going to continue to do that, then just disable them until you have a permanent fix for them. And then compensate the players like reputation. Because, I mean, other than reputation, all you get is that worst supply drop that only has one thing that releases, like one thing that opens up. So, like, you don't have, I wouldn't give those out, but just give reputation in place of that so people can buy the good ones and just be done with it. You know what I mean? So, it's very interesting, very fascinating, you know. Next up, we're going to start a new section here on the broadcast. We're going to call it Buff or Bug, okay? Because there's things that have inevitably come up that we've talked about on, on the broadcast that we don't know if they were intended by the developers, if it was supposed to be a buff to a character, if it's supposed to work this way, or if it's a bug. Like the Dahlia linking the speed yep. and toughness thing, like... We didn't know anything about that. I had to reach out to the developers before I became one of the partners and ask them, like, hey, is this intended? Like, what's going on with this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to act as intended. It's like 
That would be nice information to have yeah. whenever the update came out, you know? Mad gloves. Yeah, exactly. Talon got like 14 nerfs. And they haven't. And then they're sitting over there. I think it's hilarious. I wonder why Talon's not being played that much. Well, mm-hmm. you don't drop utility anymore. You can't you pull his dart up. Yeah, you fucked like, his dart up. You can't pull the bomb anymore. Why would you pick Talon to play with when Umbra has access to the exact same stuff mm-hmm. that he does and has a spider that explodes people that works? But you can pull a gun through a wall. Yeah, right. Like, how does that work? Forget that one. (laughs) Yeah. I guess it turns the weapon into particles and the particles move. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so this, this post here for Buff or Bug was posted by Carl Manjaro. What in the world is going on with Mac since when can he regain armor past 25? Has it been like this since the perk rework? I really hope this is a bug. There's a video here, and I'm just going to play this video in the background as we talk about it. So they explode a grenade on themselves, and then as they down multiple enemies, it, it's supposed to refill 25 HP, or 25 armor. Mm-hmm. That's how his passive ability is supposed to work. Whenever they redid the perks, they gave him the ability to buy 25 armor, which puts him up at 50. It was only supposed to be refunded the 25 armor like upon downing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, whenever you down people, apparently it gains you 50 armor back if you down two people. So I don't know if this is a buff. I don't know if this is a bug. I don't know what's going on. Like they fixed it to where Mac was dropping armor at one time. And then mm-hmm. now he's back dropping armor again. So who the hell knows what's going on with this? You know what I'm saying? But I mean, to be fair, if Mac can do this, that's pretty pretty OP, man. Like at that point, I wonder if that's just because he's in the shooting range. Is anybody? I mean, he did, it, playing the game. I mean, he, he didn't do that the other night when I was using it. I was playing with him earlier and I didn't notice it, but I wasn't paying attention either. No, you never think. Yeah. Because like, you just think the game's going to work the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I really do like Mac because man, that armor is clutch. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And like, it's hard to test that whenever you're playing six V six and you've got a goon squad running after you, you know what I mean? Three people shooting at you at the same time. Like, yeah, you might get some health, but like you, you're not getting enough to accommodate the other two bodies that are shooting you down. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I I have no idea if this is a buff or bug, but like, if it is a buff, that's fine. Just let everybody know because that way I would prioritize buying that other armor ASAP. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I do that anyway, honestly, especially on premier mode. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Where your health doesn't reach in. Yeah, well, I mean, I buy the armor anyway because again, oh, that's, yeah. that's how that's why I think of it as is like pretty much is a regen armor, and I, I mean, I, I think that'd be really fucking cool, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it would. I mean, it would. I, he's already strong, to be honest. Even with the one armor in demo, I don't know about TDM and all the others, but if well, he can stack armor, woo. He is pretty strong, but like that would make up for his terrible ultimate it, ability. Oh, I agree because I hate that flash bomb. Even yeah. though I still use it, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so that I mean, and to be honest, like just remove the flashbang thing and have have him 
be the only character in-game right now as his primary ability to repair his armor. Oh, that'd just, be cool. Just do, get rid of the whole flashbang identity that they have associated with him and like give him flashbangs because he has access Something. to APS systems and frag grenades. Just give him flashbangs instead of APS systems and then have it to where when you hold the ability button down, it's like it used to be where the armor bar would fill up or the time would tick down and then you would repair your armor one section at a time, you know? Yeah, that w- people would think he would be OP, but like that would be his whole thing. His whole shtick is armor, you know. Yeah, and yeah. and since they did this incredible rework to Fixer's passive ability, there's mm-hmm. a hard counter to that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so yes. I don't know. People in the comments effective. are saying that it's just stacking because that 25 is passive, you know. But if you go and buy, I mean, it'll just stack on top of it. Yeah. It's probably supposed to be that way. They probably did that on purpose. Yeah, right. I mean, it does say gets additional 25. I don't know yeah. if it actually said that specific armor. I don't think it was just like you only gain that 25, you know? Maybe people are just now noticing. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't really been paying attention this whole time. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, because they reworked the perks a while back, and I've never really paid any attention because, like, you would think that it would act one way. Mm-hmm. You know, well, like, I don't play them a lot. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. a Mac main, you know, so. No, Canon. Yeah. <laughs> Number one on leaderboard. Yeah, EU, UA, AUS, MX. Whatever country they got us playing in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Singapore. You know. Singapore, yeah. yeah. Dude, there's one way they could fix that flashbang, his his move, like Yeah. Just imagine if it was like a drone that would fly in. I mean oh and flash it, people. I mean it, it make it worth it. It doesn't even make sense anyway, because like it shoots straight up in the air and it's like well, well, dude, you I, all, I can duck. always hide from it. Well yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like if I just duck under this cover, I'm automatically covered. It literally shoots yeah. like 50 feet in the air. I feel like if you're just in that radius, you should just be flashed. If I get flashed by Mac, I'm I'm slacking. Yeah. That's, Is that, that's on yeah, me. At this point. You know? Yeah. 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 At this point. That's what well, I'm saying. I'm just like, hanging behind this wall until that goes they away. Should just, I feel like if you're in the dome when he activates that, everybody that's, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember it doing to the. Like it, it marks you? To, no, it, it just flashes you regardless. If you're If you're in the radius, you just get flashed. I mean, if it didn't mark you, that wouldn't be too bad either, you know. Like, well, I don't, I don't mean like mark, like uh, show your I mean, outline. Like, but it, if you're in the radius, you're marked. You're getting flashed. Yeah, right. Oh, you're, yeah, yeah. Regard, no matter no where you're at, yeah. you're in the radius. No what, yeah, you're in it. You're getting flashed. Bright, exactly. You, know? you better be running. You better be running the opposite direction. Yeah, oh, you yeah. get out of that circle. <laughs> you're right. getting out. Yeah, because you can just stand like really close to him. Really close. Yeah, and just be behind the cover. And as soon as that thing goes off, just step out and. Yeah. Shit on him. You can turn you can 180 your body away from the the flash thing and it won't flash you. Yeah. And then you can just turn right back around and if you're right next to the Mac that's on that wall, brr, he's dead. Most yeah. likely. Especially if you're using fixer. Boom. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, he don't have armor. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well not even be a bar for the armor whenever you're playing fixer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
See, and Fixer's just perfect because it completely shuts Mac down. Like, no matter what, he can stack armor all day, but if he runs to a Fixer that's hitting headshots, don't matter. He's like, come on. Yeah. Hit some, you know? But it would be helpful if people knew that. Yeah, for sure. That it's I, stacking that way. That way, you uh, know, yeah. you pick a fucking Fixer. Yeah. yeah you fit, you'll fit, yeah, you'll pick If you play yeah. ranked. Yeah. Yeah. So next up here, we have a post by 3Jad21. I think we've read a couple of posts here from this individual, but I think this is pretty, you know, reinforcing an idea here. If they don't re-add weapon customization by Rogue back in the new season, I think I might quit. It's been well over a year since we were promised to have that feature back, where you can customize the skins equipped on your weapons per Rogue rather than through the current method. This necessity is highlighted even more by the new season as they're now making a second mythic skin for the same weapon for the second time. The combat knife also has two mythics. What's the point of having two mythic skins for a weapon if you can't use both of them at once and on different characters? Same applies to all the skins in the game. There's no point in having 90% of them if you have to use one skin on the weapon no matter which rogue you're using. Customization is a game. Customization in a game that's heavily skin oriented needs to be flexible, otherwise, it's useless. TLDR weapon customization by Rogue rather than a blanket cover for a weapon needs to come back, and there's no point in having skins, particularly two mythics for one weapon, if you can't equip multiple depending on the Rogue using the weapons. I like how you did the too long that's didn't read. Point. Yeah, right. So, I mean, the and that's true, man. Like, what's yeah, the point, true. you know? I want to be able to do it while I'm waiting to load in. Yeah, right, yeah. I'm yeah. going to pick this character. Oh, I could change my skin. I could. To be, to oh, be we're fair, all wearing Christmas skins? Okay. This, yeah, that'd be cool. But to be fair, man, like, there shouldn't be multiple Mythic skins on the same weapons. On the same until- gun. I feel like all Until the every gun's got should, one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Just throw a rock like, and hit God, one. Of them that have one. What are you doing? Are you throwing your guns in a randomizer? And it's just like, oh, we got There's this armor again. But yeah, <laughs> with pieces of paper in it. A like, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just pulled out. Look Sahara. at Sahara. <laughs> Who had Sahara? Dinosaur skin on Sahara. All right, that's it. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Prehistoric. Yeah. Let's go. I mean. And don't get me wrong, I like the skin, but like, dude. <laughs> yeah, I we mean, have how many weapons in the game? I think we've got what, maybe five or six mythic wraps so far. I mean, not counting the Walking Dead ones, which they give multiples per. So you get two different versions of the baseball bat, you get two different versions of the katana, you get two different versions of the pistol. You know, the uh, pistol weapon yeah. wrap. You you know what I'm saying? Like it's just. So not counting those, we only have like maybe four or five at the most. So it's like they could have picked. That's what I was saying earlier. They could have literally picked any other weapon except for the nightshade to put that on. And it would have been okay. But like mm-hmm. they decided that the Sahara needed it for some reason. And I'm mm-hmm. guessing because the play rate of the Sahara has dropped Must off. Oh, well, what? I think. I think that the Sahara play rates dropped off because people are now learning that the Nightshade is the LMPX, but better. Uh, the HRM and the uh, Hydra 
are headshot monsters and the uh, same thing with the Riptide as well. And the Sahara, they fucked the Sahara up. Okay, so whenever you upgrade it to the legendary version of the weapon, it lowers the fire rate of the weapon. It makes it worse. It yes, which which it makes it easier to control, but it doesn't change the damage values. So you're shooting slower, doing the same amount of damage that you were doing in the previous, you know, the previous tier. You're just the TTK lowered for the weapon. Why they would yeah. think that that was a good idea is just beyond my comprehension. You know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah, the night makes sense at base. It shoots this much or this quick. And then when you upgrade it, it shoots this much faster. The damage doesn't change. Like the damage values don't change, but in turn, it does more damage over time because it's shooting faster. Why would you have a legendary upgrade for a weapon? Nerf the weapon overall. Some people like that control, man. But I mean, it also kind of like helps you replay your money a little bit for a better perk, you know. With you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. But like, a lot of people don't even know that. Yeah, they just uh, think well, if I that, if I, I level know, the gun up, it's to gonna be, fair, be better. It's like yeah, and sometimes you don't even have to. Sometimes you don't even have to level your gun up. Sometimes nah, you can just, stop in the middle, dude. Yeah, yeah, you can turn it to a rare. You can leave it on. You get two levels on that thing and. and you were right it out. Yeah, yeah. And the Sahara is probably just one of those weapons. Like, I don't think I ever level it up to legendary now that you brought that up. I, th- I think for that exact same reason, because of the firing. You're like, oh, why would I do that? So I don't. Yeah. And most of the time I'm running Seeker anyway when I like to run the Sahara because, like, I don't know. It was a good weapon for him when he came in. Yeah. And it goes really well around his stuff. So, like, I just kind of run it. And it's still my favorite, you know, this whole rifle. So, uh, I, I didn't realize that they've like did some changes to it. I did know that on the legendary, I just didn't realize how effective it was to the community. Yeah. And like whenever I'm running through matches, I mean, it's rare that we come up against someone that's using the Sahara. Like most of the time they're either using SMGs or if they're using assault rifles, they're using the nightshade, the HRM, the KA from time to time, um, the riptide for some reason, so like you'll see it occasionally pop up, but like I would say that it to me it has the lowest appearance rate. And what's crazy is like you have the Hydra at base, then you also have the Sahara at base. Both of them have 20, 20 ammo. Whenever you upgrade the Sahara or the Hydra all the way, it has forty ammo. It increases the range of the weapon, and it does thirty damage at optimal range. So even at long range, it's doing twenty five damage, which is still a four hit down to the Sahara doing like nineteen to twenty three. So like the Hydra is the Sahara, but better. It just mm-hmm. fires a little bit slower, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's just and the HRM's the same way. Like the HRM, it fires slower than the Sahara. It does more damage, especially if it's got a higher headshot multiplier. So like if you get one body shot and one headshot, it pretty much downs almost every squishy rogue that there is and does like ninety three damage to like your average, you know, hulking rogue. So like it's got a higher headshot. Same thing. The Riptide has a higher headshot multiplier. It just sucks. Like the weapon just sucks. So like it is what it is. So I don't know. It's weird. That, that upgrade. Yeah. That upgrade path just makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. You're going to cap the Sahara out at 30 bullets 
do less damage than the Hydra, fire a little bit faster than the Hydra. But if you level it all the way up to legendary, it's like the worst gun, the worst assault rifle in the game. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. I don't get it. It does change it drastically. Yeah, big time. So and yeah, sometimes that fire rate makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Especially whenever you're upgrading it as you play, so you're used to the fire rate of the you're weapon. Just, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. And then you upgrade it to the legendary, like last round or something, you're like, what the fuck? You just miss every shot or you're not understanding what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It just blows your mind and you didn't realize it says that. <laughs> A question. It, it, doesn't, other... it doesn't actually tell you, does it? It just said it just like actually it's in the actual bottom of the numbers, is it not? It says increases handling. And then yeah, but you it look doesn't tell it, you that it lowers the fire rate. Unless you no, look at you, that no you're the numbers. You have yeah. to look at the actual numbers. Ooh, yeah. That's that's what I was about to say. I'm trying like, to get I'm back a... in the match. I don't have time to Yeah. Hey man, you gotta spend your fifteen seconds. You gotta do quick math. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, 30 says to look at everything. The other mythic wrap, the gun has two wraps. The other one's the paid one, right? The Rambo? Yes. So it was a paid wrap. Yeah, and it's not going to come back. Well, the the weapon wrap may come back. The Rambo skin probably won't ever again. I, I've seen the weapon wrap in the shop again. So, I don't know. You know what I mean? They did yeah. put it back in at one point. Right. But I yeah, that's supposed to be there, disrespect but. skin too, and they nobody yeah. thought they were going to bring that back either. So yeah, so that is true. Like it is a paid weapon rep, and same thing with the the um, combat What's knife, and yeah, and but yeah, it is it's true. Got one. Okay. Yeah, so all right. Next up, we have a post here by Anthony Zeno, keyboard and mouse working on Switch. So today what? I played, yeah. So today I played Roco, was grinding the battle pass with the 2x BP bonus, and had my keyboard connected as usual when I saw press B key to open shop. Thinking it was a glitch, I just played, but I got curious and pressed my B key, and I discovered keyboard and mouse works perfectly natively, no adapter needed. Is this common knowledge, or did I accidentally discover something new? And does it work on PS4, Xbox? It isn't perfect, though. Can't change sensitivity or jump, but everything else works fine. As someone who has never had a gaming PC or played FPS with keyboard and mouse, aiming in the shooting range with mouse felt so fluid, smooth, and natural to me. I mean, I think, yeah. I think at one point they had keyboard and mouse support for all consoles and they disabled that. I but mean, it ma- makes sense because the well, settings has bindings in it. When but you go here's the it. thing that was probably before the Switch was introduced into the mix. Yeah. That yeah. may be why it still works on that because they yeah. never went in there and disabled it for it because it wasn't, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. What would be crazy if it like makes it run better? Yeah, right. Like that's the fix for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, according to Anthony. It's better because the switch sticks suck, dude. Oh, yeah. The little baby sticks. Dude, it's terrible. They call those Joy Cons. Especially if you're trying to play it connected to the screen, you know? Oh. It's like the world's smallest controller. Yeah. (laughs) That's all Dalton has. He doesn't have one you can connect to the TV. 
Do the people I feel sorry for that want to play with somebody else, so they have to use just the one and turn it sideways? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I played, I played Mario Kart with those. That didn't. That wasn't too I bad. Mean, yeah, driving game. Yeah, I played Mario and Mario Party. I mean, with my son with those yeah. controllers. But, By the shooter, though, yeah, it, it, they definitely fit in his hand way better. Try to I feel, I feel like I'm turn Hulk, on somebody. When I'm holding the controller, like I'm about to Hulk smash the little thing. Yeah, no offense <laughs> to the Switch players out there, but they ain't breaking ankles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what right. I'm yeah. They might break my ankle. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last up here, we have a post by Venom X Matrix Marketing Rogue Company. What is going on? Look, this is not going to be a thread focused on attacking high res, but rather one where I'm politely seeking answers to a logical question What happened to marketing for this game? Uh, before we even attempt to answer this question, let's look at the previous confusing attempts to market this title. Again, these are not attacks, but rather factual evidence of the previous marketing activities for Rogue Company. Number one, marketing on beta launch in 2020. This is when Hi-Rez went big on marketing. And what is a very typical move for the publisher? Spend big money when the game launches, even if the game clearly was not ready for prime time. The game did not have a battle pass, little to no challenges, few characters, and only a few maps and modes. Hi-Rez paid several big-time influencers, including 100 Thieves and Dr. Disrespect. Both of these partnerships included in-game items players could purchase separately. Again, these came at a time when Rogue was very different from the game it is today, with much less content. While the partnership with Dr. Disrespect got us a cool skin and a map, it was also clear that the actual campaign had issues. Hi-Rez did not instruct Doc to play Strikeout or a Respawn mode, so he got pretty upset while playing Demolition as he kept dying. Um creating a not-so-ideal first impression of the game. Nobody really thought this through, and during one of the paid streams, Doc was visibly annoyed at the game and just stopped playing after one match. How can you successfully market a game when the person you paid to market it dislikes it on stream? This is one of the big issues that really affected the 2020 marketing campaign for Rogue Company. IRS spent what we can assume is millions of dollars in influencer marketing. Uh, we're... Not talking two big content creators, but 10 to 20, and some of these guys easily charge 50k per video, selling what people perceive as a Walmart, Valorant, and third person at the time when Valorant was dominating Twitch and YouTube. Players and even YouTubers did not want to replace a first-person tactical demolition game created by Riot Games with another third-person one, and that ruined the first impression for many. Between 2020 and now, two subgenres have dominated shooters, Battle Royale and tactical shooters like Val Val <clears throat> Valorant and Counter-Strike. Uh, that is the same market Rogue Company tried to penetrate, and yeah, it is very tough, especially with the game it was in 2020. I know many here that love playing Demolition, but it has become clear that respawn modes quickly become more pro popular with Strikeout being number one. Rogue Company being positioned as less popular Valorant in third person hurt the game a lot, especially considering the market is dying for a traditional arcade shooter that is not COD. Now Rogue Company is fitting more that arcade but tactical respawn-based third-person arcade shooter title, but the game has not seen any substantial marketing since 2021, and it does not make any sense. Why spend millions in 2020 promoting a game that had 
more glitches, fewer characters, fewer modes, fewer maps, no challenges, no battle pass, no events, and spend little to nothing in 2022 to promote a game that has all that. This is just poor planning and decision making because Rogue Company could be 10 times bigger game by spending what is considered small, quite a small monthly budget for any publisher out there. There are whole communities that have not heard of this game or don't think this game is even alive. Uh, there is a big part of the COD community that would love to play a game like Rogue Company, which is reminiscent of the Black Ops uh, 2 3 days with a third-person arcade twist. They don't even know that Rogue Company has King of the Hill, TDM, Strikeout, Dodgeball, and everything else. The game will not grow with partnerships such as Rambo and Walking Dead. And the execution of those campaigns has also been lackluster. I mean, they really could not get Sylvester Stallone to tag the right Instagram page when promoting the game and being paid for it. He tagged a completely different Rogue Company. And send him the fucking link? Yeah, right. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Last but not least, Mini White Rabbit said that Hi-Rez would market the game when it came out of beta because game publishers do not typically market their games in beta, and this never happened. Number three, the overall communication has decreased to almost zero, and that includes social media. The Rogue Company Twitter has tweeted 10 times in the last 30 days and has lost 1,350 followers. We don't hear from the community manager anymore, and she confirmed she has been working on Hi-Rez's new game, Divine Knockout, for the last month. Also, Pretty Hair now works at Epic Games on Fortnite, and his departure from the team was not communicated at all in any way. Even comparing Rogue Company to other high-res games, the Paladin's Twitter has tweeted 39 times in the last 30 days. They are hosting a cosplay contest, and they even host a periodic top five on their YouTube channel. On the Rogue Company front, where are the contests, the fun, the communication, and the efforts to keep the community interested and engaged? On January the 26th, 2022, the CEO of Hi-Rez said, I'm biased, but I think folks are sleeping on Rogue Company. More than 26 million people have played it since launch. Millions play it monthly, hundreds of thousands daily. The team is cranking out great releases on a regular cadence. Multi-platform free-to-play is a force multiplier. Well, folks, well, folks are sleeping on it because the company that made the game does not want to promote it, create videos, tweet more than 10 times a month, help its creators grow, or have any type of communication with its existing community. And look, I get it if Rogue Company makes enough money each month to just stay like this in that alive, dead state. But if that is the case, someone from Hi-Rez should just come out and admit it because this is a strange way to run a game and its marketing activities. It literally makes no sense, and any kind of communication from the team would be appreciated. Are we ever going to act on this potential, or are we okay with just existing? Thanks. What a post. This is a very well... Yeah. Very well written post. Dude, other games don't have community like this. No. Come on. No, dude. And, like, Venom Matrix is absolutely correct. Like... Many did say, "Look, I'll she, say well, this." Hey, they did. They did promote. They spent fifty grand on a land tournament. Uh, oh that yeah, that had eight hundred right. people watching it. Maybe that's right. Yeah, that's right. Maybe I think it was more like three hundred. But yeah, that's right. That that money went to that. Yeah, absolutely. That was promotion, but it 
no sponsors, no. Yeah. And now nothing. that's just gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what I've been seeing. So, and I like on Twitter, absolutely correct. They haven't tweeted a lot. It is what it is. They tweeted more during Halloween when they were doing the Walking Dead crossover than they have in the past three months, you know? But on Facebook, I see Rogue Company uh, advertisements pop up every so often, right? But guess what? It's not the Rogue Company that you and I play. It's what? the mobile beta version oh, of the Rogue so they're Company. Promoting. So they're promoting the mobile version under the banner of the Rogue Company ah, moniker. There we go. So they are redirecting the money. Yeah. Yes, they're promoting the unreleased mobile version of the game. That's what they're doing on Facebook. Okay. Because about <laughs> once once a week, I'll see a sponsored post from Rogue Company, and it will be that. A mobile trailer that yeah. they released a couple couple of months ago, and it's like if you want to get in on the action, you know, sign up below. And it's like, bitch, but this is a free game that's already out. Like, you- it's but on Boomer Book of all places, young people don't do Facebook, man. Yeah, I know they don't. I know their Instagram. Yeah, their Snapchat. Yeah, TikTok. Understandably yeah. enough. Yeah. So, like, they're promoting an unreleased game on Facebook, doing no promotion whatsoever on Twitter. I don't know what they're do- I don't think they're doing anything on TikTok. I'm not sure about Instagram. No. I'm assuming... They got that- a page. I mean... Yeah. But, I mean, probably not doing anything. Well, even on YouTube, run ads. Yeah, exactly, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. They're the same price as the Facebook ads. Yeah. So just it's almost it. like they turned on the Facebook ad and just forgot about it. So it just keeps going. Yeah, right. Has access to the money. Yeah. I mean, it, it's insane, man. And that's the, like, I, it, we're in this weird lull, man. We've said it the last three episodes. We're in this weird lull with Rogue Company right now where it doesn't feel like it's living in a dead slash alive state because the game's still functioning for the most part. There's still players out there playing it. Like I played today for like three or four hours, right? This first time that I've played that long in a while. And I think there was maybe two games where I encountered some of the same people. Um, And that's like, other than the people that I was playing with, and that's pretty good. I mean, if the player base is as small as everybody thinks it is, then we should be running into the same people over and over and over and over and over again. But that just doesn't happen. And the only time that that does happen is if we're playing Demolition and it's like a neck-and-neck game, then there's a chance that after that game ends, they'll throw us back into the same match. you fast enough. Yes, yeah. So it's it's that's the only times that I run into the same people over and over again. Now I'll see some of the same names from time to time. Oh, it's such and such. Oh, it's yeah, such and such. Yeah, but they'll be on a whole other team. Yeah, a whole other team. They'll yeah. be, you know, it'll be days spread apart. You know what I mean? It might be somebody that was on our team at one point that's on the enemy team. Like it is what it is. So the game is not like the game is not dead if you consider nah. the player base being small dead it, because the player base isn't small enough to get to that point. If there was only 5,000 people that were playing the game, we would inevitably run through all those 5,000 people and see them reoccurring when we play, but that just doesn't oh, yeah. happen. So at the end of the day, 
it's we're in this lull because the developers are almost at an impasse here. Like pretty hairy left. Gandhi left a while back to go work on the mobile version of the game. They've got a new lead developer over there trying to do the best that they can do. You've got many over here working on Divine Knockout and doing she's not only working on Divine Knockout, but all of the content or all yeah. of the community management stuff for all of the high res games right now. So she's yeah. swamped with all that stuff. Makes sense why there haven't been any of the fireside chats and things like mm. that. But that's not an excuse, though. You're a company. If you're going to have multiple titles under your belt that are all operating at the same time, then fill those voids. Well, they were looking for someone to work with her. Yeah. What happened with that? Well, as soon as I became part of the par- partner program, my application <laughs> got... Um, yeah. Well, so, remember, even Radthar was like, hmm, I'm yeah. put it on that. He'd be somebody good to do be a community, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's funny, like connecting those dots. Like, I submit an application for the community manager position for First Watch Games. Well, also for the board. Yeah. Well, and but it's like, no. Well, the I didn't hear anything back for the board. Like, even whenever I got part of the uh, partner program, I didn't hear anything back on the board stuff. But my actual resume and application that I sent to High Res was sent back to me and they said, Oh, you're a creator now. You cannot be considered for a job here. Yeah. 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 I think it's funny how those things lined up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially whenever you have the credentials to do it, you know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's an easy, like over there, they have too many fucking stoves or pots on the stove and not enough cooks in the kitchen. Too many irons of the fire, dude. Yeah. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Yep. There's a lot going on. They're trying to get people to fill multiple roles, and you can't have her fill a good. Yeah, you can't have her fill a good role in all the community manager roles while also helping develop a game. It's just not possible. No, not at all, ma'am. It's crazy. And like, high res showcase always happens in January, right? It's usually like, you know, the middle towards the middle or end of January. So I understand that like you've got the new year coming up, you're gearing up for the high res showcase if you're going to do it this year. So like, I understand why we're in this lull. I get that. The rest of the community doesn't understand that. They don't get that because they don't look at the bigger picture here. I understand that you're currently trying to develop two games simultaneously and also release both of those games in beta simultaneously. Uh, Even your average player doesn't know that that's going on. Exactly. They have no idea. Like, why is the game, why is it like this? It's like, they're pretty busy. Yeah, exactly. Small team. I would say the entire high-res, you know, uh, employee count will probably be somewhere in the ballpark of maybe 200 people at the most across all divisions. You know what I'm saying? So if you split that up by like seven working titles, that's not a lot of people. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So like at the end of the day, I get it. I understand. But at the same time, there's been no communication. There's been nothing, nothing whatsoever. If 
if the developers, if high res wants to impress me, when they do the high res showcase, they'll have Chisholm himself get off of his fucking ass and quit working and fucking diddling with AI programs and get out there on stage and be like, look guys, (laughs) we need you guys to bear with us here because we have this going on, this going on, this going on, this going on, this going on. Here's the current state of the industry. Here's the current state of high res. This is where we slot into this position and we need your help to continue to make us a successful company so we can deliver you a quality product. If if he did that, I would have so much fucking respect for the man. Well, just just saying, we're going to get around to it. We haven't abandoned the project. Yeah, exactly. Because it certainly seems. Yes. Yeah. That way. Absolutely. But yeah, as far as marketing, they did do a massive push in marketing right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. And that, to me, was like prime rogue company time. Like, that's when the game felt good. That's when the game felt like it flowed. Like, yes, of course, there was issues and inconsistencies. But, like, that first year felt really good until they released Mac. And then whenever they started fucking with the TTK, that's when everything started getting stupid. And I never felt like the game got stale in that time period. I never felt like there was changes that needed to be made. They just needed to continue to incorporate maps, rogues, gadgets, weapons into the game to keep it fresh. They decided to go a different route. The community didn't like that. And now we have developers slowly yet surely leaving the company Mm -hmm. one at a time. And to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the other people that we've come to know through Rogue Company part ways in the future. Yeah. I don't know that for certain. I don't have any inside scoop on that, but whenever you have one person running all of the stuff that's going on for all the different divisions, then they're going to get burnt out way faster. That's pretty stressful. Yes. And they're not going to want to deal with it anymore. And if they don't live anywhere near the East coast, then they have no reason to continue working Mm. there. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So, But for episode number 39, I'm here with Co Reed. I'm here with Dirt Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you want to contribute, you know how to do it. Hit us up and catch us on the next episode. Have a good one, guys.